digital signage is a visual communications medium primarily. I mean, there may be some text in there that has the meat, but it's the images that grab people's attention and sometimes that's really what they remember. Obviously there's that, you know, pictures worth a thousand words stuff. But you really have to think quite a bit when thinking about what image to use and how to use it, and how to use it in the overall layout of your message. And I think a lot of times we see blurry images, images that are cropped incorrectly, images that are just inappropriate or, or just frankly amateurish. It takes away from the authority of your communications messages. So today I'm here with Jill Perardi, Creative Services Manager for Physics. Hi, Jill. Hi, Derek. And we're going to talk about some tips and tricks and advice on using visuals effectively for digital signage. I'd like to thank Jill for joining us and uh, thank everybody for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. So, Joe, let's just jump right into it. What what are the basic rules for images and video? Yeah, so there's just a few few basic rules. I mean, really, form follows function. Make sure your visual makes sense in the context. And then make it clear. Make sure it's um, there's contrast for legibility because you are putting text typically left, right, on top of that image mm-hmm. um, because that's the meat of the message, as you said, but that image is what's going to grab the attention. Humans are very visual, process visuals much, much faster than text. So, mm-hmm. you know, make it clear. Um, make some contrast. You see this sometimes when you're watching, I don't know, I hate to say it, my wife and I watch a lot on Netflix, and we watch a lot of non-English language subtitled TV shows, and you know, it's the white subtitles, and unfortunately, they didn't think about this when they were filming it, and the whole background's white, and you're just going, what does it say? I can't see, like, that's irritating, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what what do you do? Do you think about, do you place the text in a different place? What do you think about the idea of doing like, I don't know, if you have, say, part of the background is very, very light, let's say white, part of it's very, very dark, having the letters against the white background dark, and then when we get to that other section, transitioning them into light, so you have two colors for the text, is that stupid? Is it a good idea? No, it just kind of depends on the imagery that you're using. You know, don't overpower the text. You've got a theme that you're working with. But yeah, do consider that contrast. If you have some full color photo and that's what you really want to grab attention, consider putting your text even on a, a little bit of a shaded square. Well, like a box, like a letterbox. Yeah, like a, a little, little letterbox or something yeah. off to the side. I mean, right, still right. make that look good. You don't want black bars on, right. on your content or along your great looking photo. So, you know, maybe still consider colors and things, but you play with some opacity and things like that. Right. And, and really make your text stand out. You want to keep it relevant, right? So you want to consider your audience, their demographics, their interests. Show diversity in people. You know, make sure that, you, that you're designing with your audience in mind. You know, if you're a university, you don't want a bunch of pictures of old white men and women, quite frankly. You in know, that's not your suits, audience. Yeah, with, that's with not graphs. your audience. You mm-hmm. want young, you want students. You want young, trendy, hip, you know, so know your audience. Um, and I would also say, like, even if you, like, if you know for whatever reason, because of your school or because of your business or because of where you're located or whatever, for example, let's say you have a lot of Filipinos in the neighborhood and you decide you want to show a picture of some beach or something, like, I would say, get one from the Philippines. Yeah. 
get a picture from the Philippines, someone in that audience is going to go, oh, I totally know where that is. Yeah. And that's just going to make a connection. Absolutely. That's the whole point of signage. You want people to connect. Mm. You want them to connect because you want them to act on what you're trying to get them to connect to. Right. So a lot of digital signage is just really impacting human behavior. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that with something as simple as an image that you use in your design, job well done. Yeah, seriously. You know, if you use images, I think as we're chatting here, I can only imagine that things like stock imagery is going to come up because it's just such an easy way to get there. Well, you hear this all the time. People say, I'll just, I'll just go find it on Google. Uh, careful. Yeah, read the fine print on that. That's not your image that you own um, just because it's on Google, but read the fine print on any of those sites. If you're using, let's just say, a Shutterstock, for example, make sure it's legal. Make sure it's within your licensing agreement. Just yeah. because you downloaded it off, you paid $35 for it and downloaded it off Shutterstock, doesn't mean you can use it everywhere you think you're going to use it. Or that's a really expensive image. I just mentioned thirty-five dollars. Um, so you well, should be able to use that a, one anywhere. It's but probably part of a package. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, just make sure it's legal because because you Google something and that image comes back, it may not be yours to use. Right. And please keep that in mind because also if you were a photographer or a designer, you put your content out there on let's say Behance, you don't expect someone to download that and use your work somewhere else. Right, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly you're walking around some other city and there are pictures of your headquarters corporate hub facility being used in some ads and you're like, hey, wait a minute, I took that picture. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's this is a thing. People are very uh, fast and loose with this whole legality issue. And the argument that I often hear from people is, well, I mean, it's not like I'm using it to sell anything. And, and the fact is, well, you might have a little legal wiggle room there, but is that really, uh, is that a Pandora's box you want to open? Right. Yeah, there's a very good chance that no one is going to do anything. But what if they do? Yeah. And then you're in a heap of trouble. Well, and what if you save that image on some file share within your business, for example? Somebody in some other department goes and says, oh, here's an image. It's on our file share. I should be able to use this. And next thing you know, they're using it and reselling it inadvertently mm. as mm. part of some other design package or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pandora's box, so for sure. be careful. Yep. I know they're not technically images, though they can have images. Let's talk about PDFs. We've made a lot of gags on, on this podcast about PDFs and this and this and this, and I know that some people do want to use them. I mean, it's not always a terrible idea, it's but not. you do have to follow some guidelines. Absolutely. So if you think about most PDFs that are sent to you that you open them, it's typically a document. Yeah, it's basically a Word document yeah. in a different form. Yeah, pretty much. And um, so there's a lot of text on those, a lot of small text, 10, 11, 12-point font. Eight. Yeah, eight. Do not put that on your displays. Mm. Um, but if someone has sent you a PDF and it's a well-designed piece and it's got an image on it and a little bit of text that's easy to read and large, sure, go ahead and use that if your software allows you to. PDFs follow the same rule, though, as graphic design, right, as digital signage design. It's those 15 words. It's that three-by-five rule. Three wow. lines of text with five words within it, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. PDFs are no different. A PowerPoint's no different than if you're designing something in Photoshop and exporting it as a PNG and putting that in your signage. It still has to look good. You also have to make sure it's going to fit in the space. It's not going to auto scale to fit where you want it to appear on the screen. It's likely going to show up like an eight and a half by 11 sized document, quite frankly. Right. And then how big is your content zone? And, and that's, that's even worse. Not only are you doing this, but 
some of the words that you're trying to display are actually cut off by the size of the content yeah. zone. It's a necessary evil because there might be times when it's perfectly acceptable to use those, but don't right. default to those because if it is a document saved as a PDF, that is the worst piece of content you're going to put on your displays. Right. Well, all right. And then there's one other, which we've also made fun of, which is clip art. Yeah. And I know I'm sure a lot of people go, don't make fun of my clip art. I like it. And right. I also like wingdings, so shut your face. Right. Tell me about clip art. Be careful. It can look really amateurish. It looks like you opened a Word document and put a piece of clip art in it when you sent it to your friend. Because clip art was, I mean, don't get me wrong on this, I think, I think clip art was designed for people who aren't yeah. designers, people who can't understand, don't don't understand or don't have access to uh, design tools. Yeah. Even, yeah, I guess I come up with a cliche of even a housewife. Yeah. Not to denigrate housewives, yeah. but, you know, or even, even a 14-year-old mm -hmm. can make something that looks halfway decent using clip art. That's yeah. what it's for. Absolutely. It's like trading wheels. Yeah, absolutely. It's not for your digital signage. Yeah. However, I will say Microsoft has beefed up their clip art gallery and they do have some photography in it now. So because they are trying to help that 14 year old that's making a flyer for, you know, some school event look a little bit better because even they know now that clip art can be amateurish. But again, be careful because just because it's in that gallery doesn't mean that it can be used everywhere. So be sure to read the fine print on those too. You know, your clip art picture of a house or your dancing cat or whatever it is, is probably nine times out of 10, just not appropriate for your audience on digital signage. Right. You have to think about the reaction they'll yeah. have. If yeah. they look at it and go, cool. Or if they're going to look at it and go, oh, those poor people who made that message. Yeah. They're old. Plus their hearts, as Bless we would say hearts. here in the South. <laughs> if you are listening to this and you don't live in the South, that's not as kind as bless your heart sounds. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a, that's a, it's a oh, little, I'm oh, sorry you poor damaged you child. Yeah. Using that clip art. Dropped on your head. <laughs> yeah. What about orphans? Yeah, so don't use a piece of imagery. Yeah. Photograph, the dreaded clip art, whatever it is, without putting some text with it to kind of give it context. Right, just a picture of a thumb. Yeah, what's that mean? Right. You know, give it a caption, give it a title, something. Granted, you might have your uh, company holiday party <laughs> images on the screen, and everybody knows that's what that was, and you're putting them yeah, on the screen I'm so you can it. easily share them. <laughs> yeah, I'm in it. It was last weekend. I know what this is. Cool, but maybe have a slide before that that says, enjoy these holiday party photos, and then show five or six if right. you don't want to caption all of those. But if you just have an image, I think you and I even discussed in a previous podcast when I was in a hotel one time, they had an image that said it was just of a beer or whatever. It said, visit our bar. And it right. was it was, a, it was a verb. It was telling me what to do. But the next one was promoting a certain summer drink in the bar. That was the one that really had a lot of context to it. Right. That suddenly your image is helping. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, though, I would say, don't show just a picture with no text or context or anything, unless you're using it as a teaser to yeah. a, a, like a campaign or a series of four or five Burma-shave-like connected Absolutely. Uh, messages. And, right? that, and that actually could have been part of that at one point in time, the Visit Our Bar. I mean, there could have been other things that went beyond <laughs> that, and they took out the other messages but didn't take out the whole story. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. 
Those are your basic, basic ideas. I mean, the easiest way around the copyright issue is take your own pictures, and then they're your property, and that's the end of that. And we could go into, uh, we could talk for an hour about photography tips. I will mention that in our Masterclass Guide number four, the design guide, there's a whole list of photography tips, certain things to do with your shutters and your apertures, what the golden hour is, uh, and things like this. So um, feel free to check that out, folks. And... You'll get a whole, and of course, there's the internet as well. Um, but you know, the the photograph people take these days, of course, is the selfie. Yes. And I am not of the generation that feels compelled to take a picture of myself every single time I perform an action. <laughs> but and again, not to denigrate those that do. What about selfies and digital signage? I mean, we talk about democratizing communications. Mm-hmm. It seems like a natural fit. Absolutely. Selfies are fun and they're modern. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a lot in, in other podcasts. Um, make sure your your content is modern. And there's nothing more modern right now than a, than a selfie. Selfie and some hashtags. Yep, absolutely. Um, if you've had you know some event, crowdsource those selfie pics. So social media on digital signage is such a great thing because it's getting buy-in because people love social media and they're posting their selfies. Encourage people on your signage to post it with a certain hashtag and then show all the photos or selfies taken with that hashtag on your social media or on your digital signage. You've got the person's selfie, you've got a caption typically or at least a series of hashtags Um, and so you don't have an image without context. It's right there on the screen. And because they voluntarily use the hashtag yeah there's kind of tacit permission yeah for you to use it yeah yeah there's a whole thing about social media and permissions but if it's being posted with certain hashtags to certain sites let's say a university site or whatever then they typically have the permission right to then share it or show it or if you don't want to do it through social media encourage people to take a selfie and then you know combine that with some fun facts Mm. You know, put their selfie on the screen with a few bullet points about that employee, about that student, whatever it might be. You know, pull some people and and get some photos from them and, Mm. and share that because particularly if you're trying to deal with student engagement or employee engagement, you want interaction. You don't want people just sitting at their desk or walking, you know, into some study lounge and never talking to anyone around them. You know, happy employees, happy students, it's because they have people that they're comfortable around. Hmm. And so what a great way to encourage interaction than, you know, pull them with some really fun questions. Hmm. The hmm. last meal or who would you, any anybody living or dead, who would you invite to dinner and right. why? Most disgusting thing you've ever voluntarily eaten. Right. <laughs> uh, best Wi-Fi name you've seen. Uh-huh. Trying to connect yeah, that's somewhere. That's a good one. Yeah. So there's one. Uh, there's one near where I live that is called FBI Surveillance Van, which I think is very funny. I've had that one before yeah. too. Yeah. Um, maybe it was. Maybe they're following me. Maybe it's just the one. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, use selfies and pair it with that. Mm. Um, or use crowdsourced photos and pair it with information like that. Make it fun and make it engaging. And that way, too, I mean, it takes a little bit of pressure off your content creation team. Yeah. And I'd also say, like, like somehow we know we know what a selfie looks like. Mm-hmm. There's that arm going up, yeah, disappearing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or sometimes there's a selfie stick. But we all just kind of know. It seems, it's interesting that we seem to be more forgiving. Mm-hmm. Like, there are these rules, again, in the guide, for how to, how to organize a picture, how to frame it. Mm-hmm. You know, the rule of thirds and leading lines mm-hmm. and all this. This is a well-framed photograph. 
I shift just a tiny bit here and suddenly it's not such a good mm -hmm. professional looking photograph. But with selfies, we seem to be very forgiving. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter that, gosh, you know, it's it's too bad the camera wasn't just a couple of inches this way. It would have been a really nicely framed picture. We kind of just let it go. Yeah. It can be forgiving, but it's not a typically a massively high resolution photo. So don't uh. take someone's selfie <coughs> and stretch it and, you know, try to make it much larger than it is because now it's a pixelated selfie. And that does not look good on your signage. So go ahead and make it the size that it, you know, was sent to you. Keep it that size. Mm. Then you've got room for your copy. Right. I heard. I heard of some school that was doing like a selfie contest. They were having a contest uh, among students to come up with like how many locations can you take a picture of yourself in. Mm -hmm. And you said once uh, we were talking, and you said like even create specific selfie spots around mm -hmm. the place. I suppose you could even technically use the digital signs. You could say, selfie spot, background number two coming up. Yeah. Boom. And you don't know what the background's going to be. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, that's fine. Choose your pose, mm -hmm. and it, there's a countdown, three, two, one, and then you quickly take the picture, and then you go, what was that background? Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Definitely mm. do that. In fact, at uh, Digital Signage Expo, they had put selfie spots across the show floor. Really? To encourage social media, you know, at the show, mm. um, and encourage that community. But yeah, reward people for doing that, too. Make it fun. Make it a game. Mm -hmm. and, and integrate your signage with that. I always like the idea of crowdsourcing yeah. content, because people have buy-in. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, it takes, a, it takes a heck of a burden off your content mm -hmm. creation team like everybody's a part of it they're more invested mm -hmm. in it uh so what about um what icons yeah, icons, icons are, are visuals we're talking about photos but not everything has to be some high resolution photo or a selfie icons are great they're commonplace people understand what a lot of them mean if you've got a news ticker and it's an RSS feed, use the RSS icon. People know what that is. Use a weather icon. Use a social media. If you're showing social media, show the little Twitter bird. Make sure you're using their most up-to-date and correct one. And, the, and a good resolution. Yeah. We don't want that exploded. A calendar, a clock, the uh, kind of upside-down teardrop with the circle in the middle, that indicates a place, like a UR here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So people know what those are. It doesn't have to be an image, um, a photo. You know, use an icon. Icons are also great, too, for people who are, are part of your audience, but they are not native English speakers. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, a lot of icons are Because a lot universal. of them are fairly universal. Yeah. yeah. And they're small. I will say, they actually, the icons are kind of great because they communicate rather a lot of information sometimes mm -hmm. in, a, in a very small visual package. Yeah. And so you, then you've got more space that way, too, for your very important message that you're trying to get or out. Or fantastic photograph that you took using our guidelines. Yes, absolutely. One thing about icons, though, please don't go making up your own and making them confusing. Um, ah. There's tons of them out there. Again, make sure that you can legally use those if you're, you know, going on Google or whatever. But if you Google commonly used symbols, icons, they're established. They're out there. And then that way they are more universal. I mean, maybe you can make a slight variation here and there. But yeah. Like, you know, like you said, the little, what's the code known as the map pin. Yeah. Usually you see that upside down teardrop yeah. with the hole in it, which is weird. I don't yeah. even know where they came up with that. Sometimes you actually see a map pin holder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Things will still use it. I suppose you could do like a finger pointing down, yeah. but you wouldn't want to have a flying saucer 
with a tractor beam pulling right. up a cow to indicate you're here. People would go, what the hell is that? Right. I mean, unless your digital signage is in New Mexico, that may not make sense. In Roswell. Right. So <laughs> if you have that there, maybe that would make sense in that right. context. Go ahead and design that. But otherwise, yeah, use commonly recognized icons. The work's been done for you. They've been yeah. created. Right. Bing, bang, boom, you're done. Yeah. So we, we've been talking about, oh, let's grab stuff from Google. Mm-hmm. People do this. And, mm-hmm. and the danger there, of course, is that uh, it may or may not be uh, legal for you to use it. Yep. But there are plenty of places you can find oh my gosh, yes. images, right? A, a ton of them. I mean, um, there's a ton of free and paid options. Again, know your licensing agreement. And, and it's not just all photos. iPhoto, Shutterstock, Getty Images, Adobe. Yeah, they have great photography. They also have vector files, so you don't have to draw something by hand. Right. You know, you can go ahead and purchase those. If you're looking for some sort of geometric design or, you know, whatever, you can visit those websites. And those are just a few. I mean, there are so many out there. There's more for video. Um, there's some for audio. Wow, you know, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah. And even even like doing the Shutterstock thing, for example, I mean, it's, it's I don't even think it's $200. Is it to just like you can grab a whole bunch in one month? I know some people do that is they'll say, look, I know I because I'm smart and I planned out mm-hmm. my content for six months at a time. So I know what I'm going to need. Yeah. So they do the subscription for a month, grab all the images they're going to need for that six months and then close down that subscription. Yeah. And again, it depends on licensing agreements. I mean, you might be able to do that and then you might want to use them elsewhere and by doing so all of a sudden it's a $15,000 subscription so just know your licensing agreement but also a lot of those sites have a daily free download with no restrictions so if you can't afford you don't have that budget for a lot of imagery um, or vector files go check out those sites every day they give you a free daily download right there's a daily download yeah yeah. just go ahead and download it you never know when you might need it right and then there are there are some websites that, that specialize in royalty-free yes. images. I use Pixabay mm-hmm. and Unsplash a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, in the design guide, Masterclass for Design Guide, there's a whole list of places like Picography and uh, Free Stocks and mm-hmm. uh, Foodies Feed, which is literally just royalty-free pictures of food. And um, I just go on there because I'm a food person and I just look at the pictures for fun. I was going to say, do you submit your food photos to that because you are oh, a food actually, person and you do take them? I should think about that. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what else? What about internal sources? Are there are there any internal sources? Yeah, yeah. Talk to your marketing team. Talk to your you know web group that's responsible for your website. They may already have that kind of information that you're looking for and you can use it on your signage. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, of course, PowerPoints we've mentioned and, you know, PDFs, but just make sure they look good mm-hmm. and let employees submit photos. I mean, we do a kind of fun thing here because, um, of course, we want to recognize our employees for their birthdays. Uh, submit a baby picture and that's what we're going to use to wish you a happy birthday and it's kind of fun um, or you know if they're out at a client site you know if you've got employees that are going to client sites and there's something there that you want to let the rest of your group know about take a nice photograph mm. and uh, and use it let your employees or your students become involved because as you mentioned crowdsourcing kind of gets some buy-in when people are involved in what's going up on the screen yeah yeah that's true I love cinemagraphs. Mm-hmm. I love cinemagraphs. I love them. I love them. I love them. Yep. A lot of people don't know what they are. My wife thinks that no one will use them mm-hmm. and that they will die very, very quickly. I think they're going to stand the test of time. You know what they are, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a picture. It yep. looks like a picture, but it has just one moving element. A little element. bit of movement. Yeah. It's a cup of coffee 
a hand holding a cup of coffee, really nice high-res picture, but there is moving steam coming yeah. off of it, things like this. Yeah. It's right? your beach scene with all of a sudden you realize some of those palm fronds are swaying. Yeah, exactly. Like, I kind of think that's that's almost perfect for something like digital signage because you got your image, mm-hmm. you got your movement. Is it easy to make? I think it's difficult to make, right? Or is it? Can you Have you ever made a cinema graph? I have not. You're asking the wrong person that question. I, I looked at I looked at some websites, and um, it doesn't it didn't look that hard. It looked like maybe it would be time-consuming the first time that you do it. But there are some free Cinemagraph mm-hmm. websites out there as well. Yeah. And then there are even just, I mean, it's basically a type of looping video. Yeah, absolutely. There are small looping videos. Here's a question, because especially with people like Instagram and stuff, what about these GIFs and these little, I think in Instagram they're called boomerangs and mm-hmm. stuff, which are looping video, but they're really fast. Yep. Is that a good idea on digital signage? Well, it depends. Um, it depends on what you're trying to show, but a little bit, bit of movement is never bad. Don't go crazy with a ton of you know really fast, really animated transitions and things because then your messaging could get lost unless you're doing that for a video wall and the whole point is to have these big noticeable animations to capture attention. Right. Um, but if you've got your you know standard digital sign, mounted in an elevator bay or in your hallway or lobby or wherever, a little bit of animation isn't a bad thing if your software supports something like a GIF. Your digital signage is really only as good as your content when all said and done. So please make sure that your visuals are top quality and uh, it's not all up to you, content creation team. There are many, many resources out there, including people in your own organization who can be of assistance and help you make really beautiful designs that capture people's uh, attention. Thank you, Joe Perardi, for talking to us. Thanks, Derek. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.